welcome Sarah and Wayne. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today. I'm really excited to chat with you and get to know you a little bit better. Um, as you know, we are talking about transformation, uh, business transformation, personal transformation this month um, in our special series. So why don't we start off by introducing yourselves to, uh, to our audience today? Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm Sarah Courtney. I'm the transaction manager for the Ella Schaefer team. And I've been on this team for three and a half years. And Wayne and I have known each other 20 plus years. Um, I was a real estate paralegal for two different um, title companies in our area. I worked for the attorneys themselves and then also as their closers. So we've gone way back. And how long did you say you've been on the Ella Schaefer team? Three and a half years. Okay. Wayne, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, Sarah runs the team. I'm just here, okay? That's just so we know that for sure. Um, I've been selling real estate for 31 years, ever since college. It's all I've done. And um, anyways, we've um, um, you know had some success with it, so it's gone real well. But um, I mean, really, the, the team in the last three years has just taken, just gone to a whole other level. And, um, and you know, obviously, Real has been a component of that. So um, I assume we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but, but yeah, I mean, any specific questions you have or anything or. Now, so what, are, what is your day-to-day -day role with the team? Um, I think, you know, I think it's to help other agents develop their business and, and bring in listings. Okay. The, the gist of it. Yes. So has your role evolved at all? I want to ask that question to both of you in the last several years you mentioned that the team has really transformed um how has your individual roles how have your individual roles changed as a result um as a transaction coordinator um it's my job to help with all the agents when it goes from contract to close sure so we have 12 agents on the team now i think mm -hmm. and so i handle all the agents files so it would be you know, handling 300 transactions is what we closed last year. So it was very time consuming, making sure that, you know, all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and making sure we're meeting contract dates. So, and also staying on top of them, you know, making sure they need those. So um, a lot of hours, of course, especially during busy season. Um, but being able to have a task management system was something that was definitely um, necessary in order to handle a team our size. So Sarah, when you, so let's just go back to three and a half years ago. How many agents were on the team three and a half years ago? Um, when I joined, Mark wasn't on here yet. And we've added, so nine. Okay. I'd say nine. And then how has the transaction volume changed? You don't have to have exact numbers, but give us um, an idea. I forward in 2015, we had about 200 transactions and we closed with 311 um, in 2018. Wow. A big change. Yeah. And uh, you're the only transaction coordinator. Yes. We have one listing manager and one transaction manager. Got it. So, Wayne, how, how long have you been on the team? Um, well, he is the <laughs> I, team. I guess, I guess, we, no, Chris and I got together mm -hmm. in, in 2004 and started the team, you know, before that we both sold, you know, on our own, so I guess for 15 years. Okay. 
And then um, in that 15-year time period, what um, what were your – I mean, if we go back 15 years ago, yeah. what, what was your original vision for the team? That's kind of funny. Um, yeah, you know, that was halfway through my real, real estate career. So yeah. you know, we already had some success in selling prior to this. Um, I, I think the vision was was originally just for – um, you know, Chris Schaefer is one of the most talented people I've met in my life, and just bringing someone else on board to help out with the overflow business. And um, we had a lot of different things happening at that point in time 15 years ago, and uh, needed somebody, you know, that, you know, honestly more talented than I am to help handle it all. Hmm. So that's how Chris and I got together. And, um, you know, we didn't really set out with huge goals to grow the team to this size. It just kind of happened, you know, over time that, you know, you, you do a better job attracting people than you do recruiting them, correct? Mm -hmm. So um, I felt like we've done a good job attracting people and, and everybody we've attracted pretty much stayed. So. Wow, that's great. Um, so then what's your, um, what's your current vision for the team? Current vision is to help everybody on the team just grow and grow and grow their business. Because obviously the team grows as they grow their business. So that is the goal for the team. Um, having great systems in place, mm -hmm. having great marketing in place, um, you know, having it to where when they come into work, they feel like that there's no place else better to go than where they're at right now to be able to service their customers. Mm -hmm. I love it. So... Um Let's talk about Realvolve for a couple minutes. I didn't want to spend all of our time talking about Realvolve, sure. but um, especially because Sarah mentioned that Realvolve's really been instrumental in, in, in helping the growth and facilitating the growth. I'd love to talk about um, how'd you hear about us in, in the first place? Um, well, in 2016, um, I had been on the team a little over a year and we were using Top Producer at the time. And with the size of our team, we only had... Um, a login for Chris, a login for Wayne, and a login for an assistant. So the agents did not use any transaction management system at the time, nor contact management system. So um, I knew with us, in order to build better systems and to make better agents, we needed something that was going to work for our team. So, so, so Sarah, at that point, then you guys were using a pre, you had a different system that you were using. Yes. Um, and then were all the agents using something different or would you say they weren't using Nothing anything at all? all? Nothing okay. at all. Just contacts on their phone, Facebook, stay yeah. in touch, that kind of thing. Google. Yeah. Okay. Basically. Okay. So, um, I had reached out on Facebook for, um, a real estate agents that I'm familiar with hoping that they would reply. And there were several that came up and, um, James Nellis out of the DC area had responded that he was using real Bob. And I checked that out, and there was a couple that had mentioned like Brevity and Rezio, wrote how you pronounce that, and Realty Juggler. And so, you know, naturally you're going to do some of the online, see if it works, look videos. And um, your YouTube videos really caught my eye. So um, I sent those to an email to Wayne and Chris and said, hey, check it out, what do you think? And we just kind of sat on it for a little bit. And then, again, we got busy, you know, where we're at. 45 million then I was like uh, we need something so we did it again in 2017 and there was a couple that Wayne had seen we looked at 
but I just really came back to RealVog with your integrations because all of our guys use Gmail, so that was important. We use Evernote, so all of that really, I thought, would work well for the team. So I got with our listing manager, talked with her. She checked out, liked it, went back to winning Chris again, and I think from there, it just we went from May of 2017 and then October is when we cut the ties with top producer and we took off. So, um, I mean, so when, when you were looking initially at Realvolve, were you thinking, uh, about, you know, trying to find specifically some sort of a workflow platform like what we have, were you specifically just looking for, um, a CRM that everybody could then be using. Um, you mentioned, you know, a couple of other tools like Recio and uh, Brivity, but was that the goal in mind from the beginning was simply for the transaction management side of things or what were you looking for? I had to have transaction management. I mean, okay. in order to process that many files, you have to have some form. Yeah. Um, and having a good CRM was really key for the agents. But we needed something not linear like Top Producer. Um, I spent too many times deleting tasks that had nothing to do with that specific scenario. Um, so definitely wanted something that Top Producer didn't have hmm. and found from the videos that you guys had on YouTube that this would be a good fit for our team. And there, there's lots of um, uh, CRMs out there you know, that do a decent job. But, you know, where a real boss separates from the others is through the workflows for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, in terms of, you know, shopping around and finding all the, a tool that has the features that you want. I mean, everybody's experienced this before with a dozen different software tools. Really, mm -hmm. I feel like one of the challenges that a lot of teams have is uh, running up against buy-in from the rest of the agents. Because if the agents aren't utilizing it, then then it it limits what the whole team can do and what transaction coordinator can do with the system. So how did you approach that problem of getting buy-in from the entire team? Well, we're still working on the entire team. Okay. Um, so we've been trying to do training sessions. And so we changed it from me doing the training session um, to Wayne leading them because Wayne has bought in. He's in it every day. He's created some workflows. So I think with having your Rainmaker leading training sessions, I think that helps. Mm -hmm. And now we're building workflows for them. Mm. So now that we've got some buyer, you know, workflows, CRM workflow, not CRM, um, your CMA workflows, I think that helps because then it becomes a tool that they can use. Um, and then showing them how easy it is to create the workflow. Mm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, I already liked Sarah, but I'm liking Wayne more and more the more we talk here. Uh, so, <laughs> so Wayne, tell me about um, you know how do how do you approach this um, as one of the team leads? How are you approaching this? Um, do you feel like it should be a requirement that all the agents use it? Are you a little bit hands off with it? It's okay if they don't. I mean, what's your what's your take on this? It's it's mandatory to use it. Yeah. Um, and they don't have to use it 100% to run their business, okay? But as far as putting the information in and getting it in for for Sarah and Tessa, the other admin, to um, you know to be able to do their part, you know, it is re it is absolutely mandatory. So they all know how to do that. They all know how to put the contacts in. 
And some of them use it, you know, all the way through and use a lot of the features. Some don't, and that's okay. But everybody's in it working in it. Yeah. The reason why I ask because we, you know, we have so many team leaders and everybody has different styles. Um, this is a common problem or a common challenge that uh, everybody has to come up against, and everybody approaches it a little bit differently. Um, what would you say your vision is for your technology and your team? So. Uh, I love how you've got a focus. Obviously, you have a focus on your culture, especially when you're talking about having very little turnover on the team, being able to grow the team okay. consistently. Um, so I can just tell you guys are really good with the with the culture that you have on the team. What about the tools, the systems, the processes? Um, do you approach that with you know regular meetings with uh, with regular milestones, or how do you guys approach that in your team? I mean, we, we have a monthly meeting. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of it's just, you know, being that consistent contact with people, hands-on, you know, on a daily basis, you know, is much more important than meetings. So it's right. just being involved in people's lives and in their in their business and, you know, how's it going with this, how's it going with that, and just staying on top of things like that. That's great. So you're, you try to approach it more as a mentor, less as a manager. Correct. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we're, we're working together. There's no managers here. We're working together. Yeah, I like that. So um, if you don't mind, I'd love to talk a little bit more specifically about the kinds of things that you're doing to automate the business. Obviously, uh, I think, what would you say, 311 uh, transactions yeah. last year? Yes. So yeah. we had like $61.5 million in sales. Yeah. So there's, you know... I'm talking to teams every week. I was meeting with teams face to face last week. And so if I, um, earlier this week, I met with a team down in Colorado Springs. When I, if I tell them, you know, you can do 311 transactions with one transaction coordinator, some of them look at me like I'm crazy. Um, so let's talk about how you do that from a technical standpoint. Um, well, it's still a lot of hours, yeah. you know, naturally it's not an eight to five job Monday through Friday. So um, during the summer months when we're slammed, you know, I might be up till 10 or 11 o'clock at night in order to get it done. So it's still a lot of hours for one transaction coordinator, um, but it can be done. Mm -hmm. um, and I definitely worked less hours last year than I did the year before. Wow. And that is because of RealVolve. Yeah. So the workflows, I constantly, constantly, constantly am tweaking my pending workflows because I can think of something else to make me more efficient or something else that I don't have to remember to do that I missed one time before. So I really think if you're talking to teams, it's getting your admins workflows down and then work on the rest of the stuff, which is what we did first. Mm -hmm. We took um, everything that would happen. We, we Just think of a standard operating procedure. So our workflow is our SOP. So anything that you would do from beginning to end, write it down, put it on paper, and then start creating your workflow. It's all about, you know, who does it, what's got to be done, when does it got to be done, and how do you have to do it kind of a mindset. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's been really cool is going from 200 sales a year and Sarah having less less to do, you know, less time spent in the business at 311 sales a year. Yeah. And that's a really cool thing. And that is, that's a huge thing, huge. just all the automations we're doing now that, she used to have to think about mm -hmm. every week I could do this, this, and this, and just come straight out automated mm -hmm. now. So it's been huge for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that warms our heart. That's what we're going for. So, yeah. so then, um, I mean, Sarah, you mentioned writing everything down, 
look at it like an SOP, write everything down, and then get it into Realvolve. So is that your process still today when you're when you're wanting to tweak yes. workflows, when you're wanting to add new workflows? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I think of the who and I think of what needs to be done, how and when. Got it. I like that. So then how often are you tweaking the workflows? Because you said constantly. What does that what does constantly mean? I feel like at least every week or every other week I'm thinking of something else going, Oh, I can add that and I get all excited and it's like, Oh, check it out, you know. <laughs> so it's it's weird. So I just think of something to make make me better, I guess you would say, or make my agents better. So it might be rewording something so that they go, oh, I understand what she's saying now instead of the way my brain thinks. And Wayne was really good because he went over, we went step by step on my workflow initially from his perspective. So if I'm sending out a reminder, it made sense to me. But for Wayne, the agents like went, this makes no sense. So I think it was really, really important that whoever's creating the workflow talks to the people that that workflow affects so they yeah. know okay yeah. now we're on board yeah like one of our first changes was um, the reminders are all coming out by email and next thing you know you're getting 15 20 emails a day on different reminders and i can't keep up with all that so now we got it all coming through in the daily the daily reminder from real Boss, and i've got that reminder each day i work off of that and as soon as i get the last thing that i deleted i'm done with the day so um you know, it's just things like yeah. that just make life a whole lot easier. So you're just, you're kind of learning as you go. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, you know, I don't spend any time fine-tuning workflows, okay? That is completely Sarah. Um, I've built mine. I use them, and I'm a pretty simple guy. So what I got works fine. But um, I know that hers are, you know, 100 times more complex than what I do. And our agents love the daily reminder. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how you have what's got to be done today, what you've not done yet. Do you know those that are in your settings? Yeah. So um, they got to set up what time works best for them. And that just kind of lets them know what they need to make sure they either log into Realvolve to do or pick up the telephone and make that phone call or whatever. So that's been key for our agents. The the biggest thing is is it it helps in that you don't forget things that are coming due. You know, know, we start getting a reminder, hey, inspection response is due in three days. Okay, inspection response is due in one day. You know, hey, inspection response is due today, guys. (laughs) Get it done. You know what I mean? So it's. You know, you're, you're just not missing those markers during your business stage. You know, you can you can get out in front of things and not do anything last second. Hey, I forgot to do this. So that's been one of the key things for us that helps us as agents, you know, you know, run our business more effectively. And even your CMA workflow you created gave you some reminders to make sure you followed up yeah. with that potential listing. Yeah. And, and one thing, you know, one thing I'll say on this, and I thought about this before we, you know, decided to talk today, was that... Um, um, a workflow doesn't have to be some big complex mm-hmm. thing, you know. You know, when I do a listing appointment, I just start the CMA workflow, okay? And all that does is it tells me, all right, here's the day of the appointment, right? And I know that two days after the appointment, I'm getting a message, you have the CMA done yet. And just make sure I got that CMA done within 48 hours and it's not going beyond that because I want to get back with you within 48 hours, right? And then I've got reminders on know hey to follow up with them after three days after that next appointment and seven days after the next appointment and 21 days after the next appointment just to make sure that i don't forget to keep in touch with that person Mm -hmm. so you know from that standpoint it's a very very simple workflow but it's just huge in my business because i get busy i got all these things in my plate i don't forget about that person three weeks ago i had that appointment with i don't forget to recontact them sorry where are we at now are we ready to go with this 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's only a three week workflow. That's it. And I don't have to have something that lasts for eight, 10 years, you know, out there to be effective. It can be something short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, and the other thing that I kind of pick up on is when you're talking about simple workflows, it could start simple and end up being a little bit more robust down the road, right? Absolutely. You don't have to start with, I need 12 workflows. I need them to do all these things. Now I can finally start using Realvolve. You can start with a simple short workflow to help you start saving time now, give you more time to tweak the workflows and build the workflows. Exactly. Um, Because what I'm hearing you say, uh, especially Sarah, is that Realvolve is not done. You're not, it's never at like a complete. No. Yeah. It's a work in progress. It's a it's a constant project, constant refinement. Just like we ourselves are uh, continually improving ourselves. Hopefully, the, the thing the thing with real estate agents is is it's, it's it's like one or the other. It's like they're either they're so focused on sales that the the systems behind the sales are lacking a lot of times, and they feel frustrated. And they're busy and they're running from here to there, and it's just it's just a constant source of frustration because it's like you never get everything done you forget things or you get the agent that is like you know very on top of all the behind the scenes stuff but they forget to sell you know I mean they're spending all their time getting ready to sell and getting everything set to sell and they never make any money because they're not selling so you gotta you gotta find that balance in between and so what what you said about the workflows are always evolving that's the way it has to be because mm-hmm. if you go and try to set everything up perfect, you're not selling real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, you sell up all set it up just right from the beginning. But if you're not out there working on a workflow, working on your business, if you're just working in your business, not on your business, it's yeah. going to be hard to be real successful in real estate. Yeah, I like that. So, um, what uh, do you mind sharing some of the goals for the team for the year, Wayne? Um, you know, it's kind of odd, but we don't really, we don't really ever set volume goals. Okay. You know, as a team, what we do is we go to each team member and say, what would you like to do this year? You know, and honestly, we just added, that is the team goal right there, whatever everybody brings to us. So we're not driven by numbers per se. You know, we just want to help as many families as we can. Yeah. And that's what we did last year. We changed it from a dollar volume to family served. Mm-hmm. So, and it kind of changes your perception because it's not about the dollar anymore. It's right. about the person. Right. And that really helped um, each of the agents because, you know, some may have only done two million that year and we have others on the team that's done nine. So when you talk about how many families you served, it kind of puts a bit of twist on it, I think. Yeah, it sure, certainly changes the focus from how much money am yes. I making to how many people am I helping? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, I can tell that um, the team is very much uh, concerned with uh, with with personal progress, and that mm-hmm. definitely comes through in this conversation. So mm-hmm. I love how you've tied in some technology, which a lot of times people think of the technology as very cold and unromantic. Uh, they think of technology as a tyrant in some sense, especially when we're talking about a CRM or a calendar. Mm-hmm. Man, that's just the tyrant that I have to go to um, so that my manager's happy. But what you guys have done, it sounds to me, is you've taken the technology so that there's a little bit more balance 
um, mm-hmm. between the selling and the back work. There's a little bit more balance. Well, especially for Sarah, there's real balance in terms of your personal life. Oh, and yeah. then the balance because the team is focused on serving families and not just on a dollar goal. And um, I love how Wayne is talking about coaching and mentoring the agents on the team and how you approach the goal setting um, backwards. You're approaching it. How, how, what do you want to do personally, um, Mr. or Ms. Real Estate Agent, and then working it backwards to the team. Um, that's a, I love that philosophy. It's really great. Yeah, thank you. So um, what's next then for um, on the technology front, um, on the evolution front? Do you guys have um, projects that you're working towards right now as a team? Um, definitely working towards workflows that's going to work for the agents, you know, with buyer prospecting, um, maybe trying to figure out some really good email templates that they can use. So with maybe drip campaigns or something on that line. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I forgot you mentioned that earlier. Um, so is that, um, Sarah, then is that your kind of heading that up to say, you know, collect information from the agents, get their feedback, start building out some workflows. Is that how you guys do it? That's what, well, I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> um, I actually sent out an email to the team and just said, Hey, you know, while we're in a slower season and before it gets crazy, why don't you meet with me one-on-one or meet with Wayne and I, and we can start trying to get some workflows down in order to make your business better. Um, so that's what I'm hoping for January so that, as the year progresses, they have the tools to make themselves better agents. That's great. So I'd love to hear last question I have is like, how many, um, how many workflows would you say Wayne that you use on, on a regular basis? I know we talked about that three week workflow and you mentioned you're mostly focused on listings and helping the agents on the team get more listings. So uh, how many workflows are you using on a regular basis? Probably about three. Okay. Um, but I'm not, I'm not, tracking that, you know, I'm involved in the other workflows, you know, as far as getting the notifications and everything on them, but as far as setting them up, Sarah sets up most of the workflows. I just, I just got really two or three that I use on a regular basis. And yours are mostly on the kind of the bottom of the funnel side to, to close sales and, okay. Well, mine mine are just basically customer acquisition workflows, just, you know, yeah, that kind of thing, and and then well, and, and well, Sarah sets them up. But I do, we do use the after the closing workflows where you, you know, reach out to them after three months and a year and year and a half, two years, and are down like that, and and um, you know, we've written, you know, what what the discussions are and all that kind of stuff with our customers, so that agents know, hey, it's a two year. Let's do a market review. What's mm-hmm. it look like in your neighborhood? So they can get prepared for that call, not just hey, call this person. Right. And specific to talk about. Yeah. Okay. I like that. See, I'm always trying to understand how different teams are using it. Um, so I love that you're using the three workflows to get, to get more clients in the door. Um, obviously there's some workflows once a listing goes, you know, once you get a a listing contract signed, Sarah is starting some listing workflows and then that then starts the the after close follow-up type workflows. Probably my, my favorite workflow is the one that we do after we list the home. And, um, that is just a series of, of, contacts that go out to the seller and it's um it's uh it's it's, you know some emails okay and the emails are written in such a way it doesn't sound like a pre-formatted email Mm -hmm. where people actually call you back or respond to hey Wayne thanks for touching base with me you know because if it sounds like something that was written by Mm -hmm. somebody else that is not good nobody wants that email so you have to write them out specific um and um you know in general enough to where everybody looks at and say all right that's from Wayne 
And then, um, and then it has reminders on there when to touch base with the people, what, you know, the 30 day review, the six day review, it basically has a every two week reminder to touch base with your clients. So you just don't get busy and forget about, Hey, I haven't talked to so-and-so in four weeks. And that's a bad thing to do. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's probably my favorite one just because I know that I'm keeping in touch with everybody I'm working with through this. Yeah. So that's great advice. I, um, what I've tried to start doing with my workflows is use an email that I actually did send to somebody. So I typed yeah. out an email to one mm-hmm. individual, then I'll copy that and put that into a template and then use mm-hmm. that going forward because it sounds so much more authentic. Yeah. yeah. Really good advice. So Sarah, um, how many workflows are you using on a consistent basis? Would you say? <laughs> um, well, I have three pending workflows because okay. you got one for the seller, one for the buyer and one when we have both sides. Okay. And, and I launch, of course, the after closing workflow and that is for the agent. So the ones that I'm naturally using every day would be those three for the pending transaction. Great. Like it. So list side, buy side, and then when you're doing both, mm-hmm. got it. Um, are there any any advice that you would give to somebody that is maybe they've had RealVol for a little while and they haven't set it up? Uh, maybe they're just getting started. What would you say to them if they were sitting in front of you right now? Good question. I would tell them, and this is this is what it took for me to get started in RealVol. Okay, um, I don't find any CRM is just you know, it's easy to use. You know, the numbers are self-explanatory. You have to get in there and dig into them a little bit. And that includes RealVol, okay? Yeah. It's, it's a great program. It's not, you know, but you're not going to sit down and say, oh, this is Nirvana here. This is perfect. You know, it's just, it's just, it doesn't work that way with any of them. So for me, it was going, you know, instead of just dumping all my customers in, I decided I'm just going to, re- I'm just going to start rolling over a bunch of them hand you know one at a time i'd sit down two or three hours a night and do a bunch at a time and get all the information in the way i'd want if i started from scratch and uh, by doing that i got to know the program very well it didn't take long so um for me there was a time commitment that i had to roll a good number of contacts into realvolve and do it by hand but i was filling out all those fields on that right hand side of that form you know why are these there you know then your score goes up all right i like this this is good (laughs) So it was it was uh, it was just a hands on spending some time in it, and um, I did that. I thought, all right, I started seeing. All right, I see I see all the possibilities with this. But if you think it's just going to happen just by buying it and just having it, it, it doesn't. You got to spend some time in it, and and just setting some time aside some time. Those first thirty days you own it, and it really took me thirty days to go through, you know, a whole lot of contacts and put them all in there. Um, but now it's all set up and I'm done and I've got great information. It's, it's, that's what I would do. That's what I recommend to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's, um, it, maybe not quite as important, but almost as important as being able to, to write contracts, to have uh, a CRM that's set up that you're using. If you want to have a sustainable business for the long term, you should get comfortable keeping contacts up to date somewhere. Um, and yeah. utilizing an automation system is just that much better. Yeah. So Sarah, what would your advice be to somebody that's just maybe recommitted or just now getting started with, uh, with workflows? Um, definitely piece of paper. I, I got 11 by 17 piece of paper and I did mind mapping. So mine was basically writing things down and then, you know, line off because this would happen. And because that happened, it triggered this. 
So I, before I started my workflow, I literally had everything written out so I could visualize. Mm. That's just the way my brain works. And after that, then if I knew it had to be an email, I went ahead and got my templates ready. And then that way, when I started building my workflow, I had everything there. And it was just a matter of making sure I entered it incorrectly or tweaking it that way. Um, and then after I created my workflow, then I was doing test addresses and test people. So that way I could send it out and see if it was really working the way I thought it was supposed to work. So a lot of tweaking there was just to make sure, okay, are my March fields working right? Or did this really go out the time frame it was supposed to go through? Did it really go out to the right person? So for me, it's doing a whole bunch of one, two, three main streets and, you know, John Doe and Jane Doe's and got it, figure it out. So for me, writing it down. Yeah, we have sold the heck out of one, two, three main streets. Yes, we have. Too, yeah. <laughs> I just changed it. I just changed it to um, one, two, three, test, run in Honolulu, Hawaii. So, <laughs> I'm gonna have a real fun time now. <laughs> that's somewhere I want to be too. Yes. So yeah, Especially that's weather. So that's great. Um, and one of my favorite authors, uh, Stephen R. Covey, author of The Seven yeah. Habits of Highly Effective People, says that everything's created twice. Uh, once mm -hmm. in your mind and then once in the real world. So I love the idea of taking abstract thinking because a lot of the things that we're trying to get done with workflows are just an abstract thought. Put that down somewhere concrete so I can come back to it later. Put it down on a piece of paper. It's quick. It's easy to do. Now I can put that into the technology. So it's just a two, simple two-step process that makes it so much easier. Great advice, Sarah. I thought of something else um, because you have so many different roles in the merch sure, section. Sure. Um, of course, I printed the manual, so that's my Bible. And I, when I did my template and when I did my workflows, before I started, I was going, okay, what names am I going to use? So for my escrow agent, you know, you have so many different choices based upon, you know, where you live. And I stayed consistent with those roles that were involved so that my template would actually merge with the right people. So going through and highlight what roles you're going to say, you know, I'm transaction coordinator. I don't use the buyer transaction coordinator, the seller transaction coordinator. So I found my consistent merge codes and my consistent people first because I did not do that the first time. And it was frustrating because I was like, why is it not coming through right? And then I went, oh. I had the wrong, you know, I chose the wrong person for the party. So, um, ta, tell everybody then listening, what kind of training did you have you utilized to date then um, from Realvolve? Um, YouTube videos are phenomenal. You said awesome. You, you said YouTube. You said the training manual. Didn't you? Yes. Didn't you attend a training as well? Um, we had um, a couple phone calls. Okay. And that was it. So with a couple of phone calls, some YouTube videos, um, you've got the manual printed out. Uh, Wayne spent a couple hours going through manually and adding people. Um, that's all it took. Eat a piece of cake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My training was Sarah. So yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, that's great. So um, I just wanted to say thank you so much um, to uh, 
to you two, Sarah and Wayne, and everybody on the uh, Ellis Schaefer team. Really appreciate um, having you guys on our team uh, mm -hmm. at Real Evolve here. Uh, what we're trying to do is attract really great people just like you, and so it makes us proud to uh, be able to rub shoulders with you as often as we can. So really appreciate all of your uh, feedback, your support, and for the advice that you shared with everybody today. Okay, Thank thanks you. so much. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.